Hey, I'm Kevin. Hey, I'm Johnny Yee. Tune into our radio show, Philly Rock Live. We play the classic hard rock and metal from the 70s and 80s. We grew up on. We play the new music those same bands are making today. And we play new music from around the world. Not to mention the great bands from our own local scene. You will not hear a mix of music like this anywhere else. If it kicks ass, we, we play it. Philly Rock Live. Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. Philly time. On phillyrockradio.com. Listen online with your mobile device or even your smart speaker. And now, and now, it's time for another edition of the Sports and Metal Podcast. We talk hard-hitting sports and bone-crunching metal. Sports and Metal, because sports and metal go better together. Now here's your host, Jason Voorhees, and Aaron Savage. Oh yeah! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Sports and Metal Podcast. We are your hosts. This is Aaron Savage. With me, as always, my partner in crime right over there, Mr. Jason Voorhees. Uh, we're very happy to be here. Before we get started, I want to give a special thanks to our number one sponsor, La Terrain Watches. Uh, vis- visit their website, www.laterrain.com. That's L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. Use our promo code SNM. That's the letters SNM as in Sports and Metal. And you're going to save 10% off your purchase at checkout. Uh, so what's going on, Jay? How you been? Oh, I don't know what happened to Jay. <laughs> it looks like we lost him. Anyway, guys, a um, lot going on in the sports world. I know we've got um, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. I'm not much of a hockey or basketball guy. I know Jay would, if he was here, be telling you how pissed he is about his Sixers losing Embiid for the rest of the playoffs. Um but you know what? We'll keep it going here without him, unfortunately. I know he's probably glad not to be here right now because I'm going to rub in <laughs> the Mets' big, big comeback win the other night against his Phillies. Mets were down 7-1 to in the ninth inning. 7-1. to Won the game 8-7. Wow. Wow. That's all I can say. I'm sure me and Jay would have shot the shit a little bit about that. Uh, but he's not here to, to take the beating from me. So... We'll get started. I wanted to get into some music news this week. Judas Priest were elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But were they? Were they really? <sighs> Listen, I'm. it's awesome that another metal band is going to be represented in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I just got a message from Jay, by the way. His power went out, so we lost Jay for the time being. Uh, anyway, so Judas Priest elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But again, were they really? They're not right. They're not really inducted. They're not really inducted. It's it's great. Like I said, it's great to have another metal band represented in the rock hall. And I know the band themselves are super pumped. Rob Halford commented, you know, this is great. You know, another band in the Hall of Fame. Hallelujah. I don't know. What are they going to say? It's the politically correct thing to say. If you don't know what I mean, I'll tell you. Judas Priest hasn't been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the performance category. No. They've been inducted in the musical excellence. They, they will receive the musical excellence award. That's what it's called. Um, get this. When the award was originally conceived, it was called the Sidemen Award. And what that meant was it was given to artists, musicians, songwriters, and producers whose originality and influence creating music have had a dramatic impact on music. That's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's definition of the award. 
What does that mean? It, they're talking about songwriters, producers. Not necessarily the artists. The artists are the ones who get elected in the performance category, like the, the real official induction. The artists perform during the ceremony. So let's give an example of what I'm talking about. Judas Priest this year won the, the Sidemen Award, which is now called the Musical Excellence Award. Last year it was given to Randy Rhodes, posthumously. Legendary Ozzy Osbourne guitarist. Sidemen, he, he was in Ozzy's band. He got this recognition years later. That's great. Welcome back, Jay. <laughs> I, I I told the audience I got your message, but I'm, I'm talking about Priest here. Um, and as I was saying, they're in, they've been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Musical Excellence category, which was the Sidemen Award. And let let's look at who they were inducted with this year. That uh, somebody else that received the Musical Excellence Award, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Now, obviously, this is a metal show, so you might not be familiar with who they are. I like all genres of music, so I respect their art, and I think they deserve the, the award. Who are they? They're a great R&B songwriting team. They're most known for working with Janet Jackson and producing all of her big hits. Great success since the 80s. They deserve it. The Musical Excellence Award. They're not going to be elected as performers because they're not. You wouldn't necessarily think of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. You wouldn't think of their contribution. So that's what the award was conceived of. That was what the award was meant to purvey, to, to give recognition to people in the music industry that might not otherwise get that recognition. So Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis this year are being inducted with the Musical Excellence Award, as are Judas Priest. The performers that are being inducted are Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Eminem, Eurythmics, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, and Carly Simon. You could argue everyone's deserving. Eminem, maybe the controversial one, because everybody's like, why are rappers getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And I can't necessarily disagree with it, but the precedent's been set. Rappers have been inducted already. LL Cool J, NWA, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. So the run DMC, there's rappers in the Hall of Fame. So if they're, if they're going to be in, Eminem's in, fine. But why not Judas Priest? Why is Judas Priest being inducted in anything other than the performance category? Like a, a real actual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction with the opportunity to perform during the ceremony. My, my argument is this. It's almost like a consolation prize. To me, it just continues the disrespect that heavy metal receives by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, most people don't see it that way, probably because they don't think that deep into it. All I've read is, oh, it's awesome. Judas Priest have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's all you're hearing from all circles. But is anybody really thinking this through? And what is the band going to say? I, mean, I was talking about but when you were gone, Rob Halford's like saying, oh, this is great, hallelujah, and other metal bands in the Hall of Fame. What are they going to say? But then again, I'm kind of disappointed because I, I, I almost would have more respect if they stood up and say, you know what, we're going to decline the invitation. We weren't inducted as performer, performers. We're going to respectfully decline. They didn't. I can't fault them for it. I'm just saying it would have been nice. What are your thoughts on this, Jay? I mean, I think it's a disgrace. I mean, we could talk. We we could talk to we're blue in the face. Sit here and talk. We could have multiple shows on, not just how bad and piss poor the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame process is, but just about every Hall of Fame, in my opinion, all sports. I, I mean, the Football Hall of Fame anymore is a joke. The baseball, we we've talked about that. I mean, the fact that Barry Bonds is not in the, you know Hall of Fame and. 
you know, some of these other guys that have been, you know, inducted. Um, yeah, it's we're just, also um, some of the other guys that were, were inducted were also at least there were steroid whispers about them. I know that's what you were trying well, to get at. Yeah, it, my point is, is that in almost all walks of Hall of Fame entities, there's some form of bias. irregularity. There's exactly there's bias, like the voting process for these people to get in is is what is a joke, and and, and to me. You don't have to look further to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And like I said, people can have a difference of opinion, and that's fine. That Everybody's entitled to an opinion. But if, if a rapper is going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there's no reason in hell that a band like Judas Priest shouldn't already be there. They should have been there they years been there. <laughs> yeah, the that, That's what gods. I always say. That's they what I always say. Gods. Like Rob Halford, to me, like I said, Rob Halford in himself, whether he's a metal singer or just if you look at him as a singer, period, has one of the best, if not the best voices I've ever heard. I mean, his range is absolutely. He was in the theater. You know that. He was in the theater. before. He, when he was young, he was, he was a theater performer. I mean, he's got an operatic God's voice. Name, are they not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. And then, like you said, now the fact that they're getting in on a, like. It's like a, a consolation prize. Award, it it yeah. makes it even more stupid. Stu it makes it more frustrating. Insulting is the word you're looking metal. for. It makes it more insulting, I think, is the word you're looking for. Well, it's yeah, insulting. But I'm, but I'm pissed off as a fan of metal to know that. Yeah, it upsets me. But I didn't even know it. That's how bad it is because you had to tell me this. I, when you first told me, oh, Judas Priest, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm thinking, oh, I'm all excited. I'm like thinking like, oh, this is great news. And then when you told me to like take a deep dive into it and I started reading, I'm like, this is absolutely like a sham. It's like a sham. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they, after the fact said, we'll give Judas Priest this award since we didn't induct them. And they, they, I think they won the fan vote. I'd have to double check that. The bottom line is it's almost like after the fact they said, let's just give them this award so we can tell them heavy, the metalheads that we inducted a metal band, even though they're not really inducting a metal band. And here's the bigger kicker on this. Let's go back to the uh, performance inductees, right? One of them is Dolly Parton, who I 100% would agree deserves to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just by being a great musical artist. But her, she herself said she doesn't consider herself rock and roll and if you remember a couple months back, we talked about it on this show. And I, 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 I said how much I appreciated her sentiment and how much I respected her. She basically told the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to remove her from consideration because she didn't feel like she was rock and roll. And she said, if I ever put out a rock and roll record in the future, I hope you'll consider me then. But at this time, I don't consider myself deserving of being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She's obviously in the Country Music Hall of Fame. She's basically Mrs. Nashville. Everybody loves Dolly Parton. But she said, I don't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, meaning she didn't consider herself rock and roll. But yet here she is. And Judas Priest, not in the performance inductees. I mean, you could even make the argument against Lionel Richie. And again, it has nothing to do with him as an artist. Now, I personally, again, I think Lionel Richie should be there. But if we're going to argue against Eminem, we're going to argue against Dolly Parton, which I think Dolly should be there. It's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is how do you induct these certain artists that you could easily make the argument aren't rock and roll when Judas Priest is clearly rock and roll? How are they not inducted in the first place? 
And then you give him some consolation induction. Stop. We've had it. We and don't that- care about your bullshit Hall of Fame. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke, and it's a farce. And it's got to stop. It's got to stop. We don't care about your joke Hall of Fame. And I'm going to say one more thing. Kind of, I, I know I was kind of interrupting you before, but it was because I wanted to piggyback off your point. At this point, when you're inducting some of these artists, even if you're inducting them in the performance category, it's so overdue that that's an insult. Like when you're inducting bands like Kiss and Rick, and think of the influence they had. I'm not a huge Kiss guy, but think of the influence Kiss had on an entire generation of kids. When you're inducting them 10, 15 years after they were eligible, it's insulting. Now, the bands that are getting inducted aren't necessarily going to say that because it's a, it's still an honor, but few, some have. Some have said, if I'm ever inducted, I'm not going to accept it. Iron Maiden comes to mind. Bruce Dickinson said, if Iron Maiden's ever inducted, we're not accepting it. I, I'm pretty sure Motley Crue said it, but you know, we all know Motley Crue. They'll say it, but the, if they get inducted, they're going to show up. Just like they weren't going to tour anymore, and here they are back on tour of it. Dude, it's it's it, ridiculous, and it's a fucking farce. It's an absolute farce. And I don't mean any disrespect to the guys in Judas Priest, Jay. I don't want to, I don't want to be taken the wrong way here. I'm glad they're excited for it. I But I'm disappointed. And it's like, I wish they were as disappointed. But at the same time, I don't want them to be disappointed because they deserve it. So it's... I'm you get my point. You get gonna, Yeah, but I'm not going to lie to you, Aaron, because I, I'm at, I'm kind of at the point now where I used to look at Hall of Fames in general, not just rock and roll, but all Hall of Fames as, as being sacred and something that I always wanted to go to. I've been to the Hockey Hall of Fame. I've still yet to have been to the baseball. I've never been to the football, and I've never been to the rock and roll or basketball. But I always wanted to go. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm at the point now where I could really give two shits about any Hall of Fame. I don't even want to visit because I feel like all of them have gotten to the point where it's so, I don't want to say like, I'm trying to think. I always sometimes struggle with the right word, but it's almost like it doesn't mean it. It's lost all its meaning, Hall of Fames in general. Like I, I don't. Why would I get excited to go to a Hall of Fame? Yeah, maybe because I'd see some artifacts and see some old stuff from baseball players and, you know, gloves and balls and and yada, yada, yada. But, like, knowing the way that it's become watered down and knowing the way that it's kind of, you know. It's become a popularity contest. I I use the word lost its luster. I I use the word, you know, as a term. It's basically how I feel. I feel like it's not, it's not a big deal. It's not because, like you said, you might see some artifacts in this and that, but while you're there, the whole time you're going to be questioning, why is this guy in, but this guy's not? Why is this guy in, but this guy's And it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that. It's not what it should be. And obviously, music is different than sports, so sometimes I, I hate those comparisons because when we're talking about sports hall of fame, music is an art form. I hate when we look at music as like a competition. So in that sense, I almost hate the hall of fame, period, because why is there a hall of fame for an art? You know what I'm saying? Like, what you like, I might not like. And what I like, Joe Schmo down the street might not like. And that's fine. That's why it's art. You know, you ever see, like, one of these abstract paintings, and you're like, why? It looks like some guy just threw paint cans against the wall, and it's worth $2 million. And you're like, what? But to somebody, that's that's art, you know? It's not. It's a, but but the, the point I'm making is, if you're going to call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, then induct rock and roll bands. And recognize bands that had an influence. There's got to be some kind of criteria, right? If we're talking about 
Judas Priest, you're talking about arguably the second heavy metal band, like after Black Sabbath. I mean, right? We're talking about a band that is like part of like the birth of heavy metal from the same place as Black Sabbath, Birmingham. And they've been around 40 plus years. Think of the influence that they've had on generations of artists since. If that's not Hall of Fame, why have a Hall of Fame? Why even call it that? Why? Eminem isn't even rock and roll, and he's only been around since the 90s. You're going to put him in, but you're going to leave Judas Priest out? That's the problem I have with it, Jay. That's the problem I have. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. It's the same reason why, and I know you just said you don't like to compare it, but in a sense, it is kind of a comparison. If you look at it tit for tat, like the Baseball Hall of Fame, because like, like I said, you had guys like, you know, I'm trying to think of the guys that are in there. Jeff Bagwell is in the Hall of Fame. He used steroids. Barry Bonds used steroids. But Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he even yes. injected anything into his body. 100% agree. And how can, how can one be in and not the other? That's 100% agree. It's exactly what you're saying here. How like, can, let's take it a step further. M&M Neither one failed a drug test. It's almost like the, the – the, now, we all know Barry Bonds did steroids. Don't get me wrong. But – he was judged in the court of public opinion, which is fine. But it doesn't mean he didn't do it. You could just tell by the way his head grew and the way his body changed. We know he did steroids. But at the end of the day, he never failed a drug test, at least not that we know of. I know there was the Balco stuff. I don't remember if he was in the Mitchell report. But to my knowledge, he never failed a drug test. What makes him different than your example, Jeff Bagwell? I don't think he ever failed a drug test, but he certainly looked like he was on steroids. That's all I'm going to say. You know, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I 100% agree with you, dude. Listen, we were talking about Judas Priest, right? We're talking about their innovation, right? Arguably the second heavy metal band. We're talking about their influence on a generation of artists. And it's got us, it gets us into our next subject here. M. Shadows did an interview recently. I think it was on a podcast. I forget which one. But he basically said that heavy metal has lost its innovation and that almost all of the innovative artists are represented in other other genres. What are your thoughts on that comment, Jay? M Shadows from Event Sevenfold said this. I mean, I gotta be honest with you. I, I think he's kind of on to something here, at least in my opinion, because I don't see near as many bands making an impact in, in our world today as I did. You know, obviously the 80s was like Every generation has its era of music. I mean, you had obviously, you know, 80s where, you know, glam became big and you had, you know, people thrash. use the term hair metal, but it was glam metal was the big thing. And then glam obviously, and the exactly. Then you had thrash kind of coinciding at the same time or, you know, soon thereafter. Obviously, grunge then came in and then you had, you know, new metal core and, you know, industrial metal. Like, all these different genres kind of grew out of other genres. But at this point in time, I don't see near as many bands having impactful, making impactful statements on, on an actual genre or a new genre. Now, with that being said, there might be other reasons for that. It could be the fact that music is so much more available now today, like you can stream it. And there's just so many more bands that it's become watered down. That could be too. But I don't see the same. When I say impact, I'm talking about 
as you said, innovation to me is bands that change things. They were game changers in the game. Like Guns N' Roses to me comes to mind as being an innovative band, a band that kind of had their own mold and they basically became bigger than pretty much every band at that time in their day. I don't see that today. So I think for that, I, I have to agree with them shadows. I don't see that. Even a band like Avenged Sevenfold, I'm not calling them impactful, but I actually happen to like Avenged Sevenfold, and I think a lot of their music actually, you know, obviously when they first came up into the scene, they were, you know, obviously mostly metalcore, whatever style yeah, you want to call they it. They were that metalcore They've grown musically and matured as a band. But I don't see too many bands today that are even on Avenged Sevenfold's level, and that's, you're only talking 20 years ago when they came out. So I, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I, I agree with this statement. All right, I'll give you my thoughts on it. First of all, I think it's kind of ironic coming from M Shadows. I know you don't because, like them. Because you could easily make the argument that Event Sevenfold bit off more bands than any other band. <laughs> think about it. They're self-titled. Uh, or was it, um, the, what's the one with uh, Hell to the King? Is that the self-titled record? Or is that the hell? Is it called Hell to the King? Oh, I forget the, the discography. King, yeah. yeah, hold on. But the the, the the hold on. Jeez, hell to the King. The self-titled album was yeah. Uh, self-titled came out before Nightmare, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hell to the King. I was drawing a blank. So the Hell to the King album, dude. There's a song that sounds like something from Guns N' Roses, Roses Illusion albums. Um, there's Iron a song Maiden. that sounds like something from Metallica's Black album. Something that sounds like Iron Maiden. Yeah, there's a song that sounds like Iron Probably Maiden. Like, so it almost seems like it was almost like a tribute album to all their favorite bands. And there's nothing wrong with that. But don't come out and say that no other bands are innovative when people accused you of biting off bands. That's where I'm coming from on it, dude. I'm not necessarily disagreeing, although I'll offer an opinion. I'm simply saying, who are you, M Shadows, to accuse nobody of being innovative in your, in your genre when you've been one of the most accused bands of biting off other bands? That's 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 my first statement on the subject. My second statement on the subject, I don't know. It's tough. It, it's it's to the point. It's like sometimes you wonder, is there anything left to do? Now, obviously, some bands are going to come out and prove that there is, right? But I, until that happens, you have to question it. It's like it's sometimes it just feels like you you you've reached a dead end and there's nothing left to do. You're you make a great point. Like I actually also believe that. You can look at that even in the entertainment part of things, of music. As music, obviously music's an art. Musicians, you know, it's a talent. But it's also a form of entertainment. We see that with, you don't have to look further than guys like, uh, you, you, you called it, Kiss. They were basically, they were the innovators of the entertainment part of music. Alice Cooper. And you had Alice Cooper. And then obviously, later in life, Marilyn Manson, who basically did everything and anything to piss people off and make people like, you know, basically think he was the antichrist in, yeah. in reality. Like, and then think, how, you, you think even harder core than that, like punk rockers, like Gigi Allen, who used to cut himself and poop on stage. I mean, every extreme has been done. And I guess you, you make a good point there. So maybe it's like, what else is there to do? But I guess, I guess that's the part of being an innovator. Maybe there's something that, you know, I don't know. We haven't thought of it yet, but let's take it a step further. What is so innovative in the other genres that he's referring to? Because as far as I'm concerned, rap right now is garbage. You know, you and I both know we like a lot of old school rap. We like NWA, Wu-Tang, 
you know, Dre, uh, Nas. But what is coming out in the rap genre now? It's all like auto-tuned mumble rap. It's incoherent. What's innovative about that? What's innovative about it? What's innovative in pop music right now? Pop music seems like every 10 years you get a new batch of like, you know, teen pop girl singers. You know, whether it's Katy Perry or 10 years before that, Britney Spears. Or more currently, um, the girl that used to be on Disney Channel. I don't remember her freaking name. But hey, what's innovative about any of it? What is M. Shadows talking about? Well, if, I, I'm not saying whether or not heavy metal is at its most innovative point right now. But what's he's saying in other genres is all the innovation. I'm looking for it. Takashi 69 is innovative. What's innovative? Tattooing freaking all over your face like somebody drew with Sharpies on your face? Like these rappers are doing now? Well, what's I innovative, guess, Mr. Shadows? Tell I me. I guess part of what he was... And maybe um maybe I didn't read it properly the article, but it it seems like he's saying that there's a lot more areas to to kind of hit touch upon with music that 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 is missed strictly in the rock and roll community if, if by ignoring you know things like pop music and, and hip-hop and r&b well no, here's the thing if you're gonna say it like that like in other words to not be narrow-minded because that's, that could bring us into a whole other point i actually 100 agree and i've said it before i think that the heavy metal community is the most narrow-minded musical community like that's why they say oh metallica sold out after injustice for all or, or they might even say metallica sold out after master of puppets anything after master sucks right that's because heavy metal heads are so narrow-minded. I agree with that. But that doesn't mean the other genres are any more innovative. You, I'm saying, I, so I, that's all I'm saying. I just think, again, it comes kind of, it comes off wrong coming from this guy whose band has been accused of biting off bands. That's all I'm going to say. You know? Anyway, I mean, breaking news, Jay. Fair. Hold on. I know it's, I know we're talking metal right now, but I saw Joe Embiid is going to play game three for the Sixers. Well, that's freaking huge. Yeah, breaking news for your team, bro. <laughs> there you go. I know you're pumped. Yeah, you just broke it on the show. I love yep. it. Yep. Anyway, let's let's move on, dude. 44 years ago today, ACDC released the legendary Power Age album. Now, got me thinking. What's your favorite ACDC record? What's your well, give me your top three ACDC records? All right. Well, it, it's hard. For me, because my 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 favorite ACDC album may also be my top album of all time. Because I, whenever I kind of do these things where I have these lists, the, the the battle that always comes to mind for me is Back in Black versus Appetite for Destruction. Like as far as what I think is one of the best albums of all time. So for me, obviously, if I'm going Mount Rushmore, creme de la creme it's back in black i agree but with that being said i can't disagree with people that say power age like now to me my my favorite other than back in black is probably highway to hell but the more that i've listened to because i'm not as much of an acdc guy as you you've gotten me into them over the years and i i've learned to realize how much I was missing with ACDC. The more I do listen to Power Age, I actually think Power Age is probably better than Highway to Hell. Like, so for me, yeah, it's right up there. I mean, yeah. obviously it's a different singer. You know, you have... No, Bond's on Highway to Hell and Power. Well, I'm saying Back in Black is, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is 
is Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson and, yeah. you know, Power Age is, is uh, Bond. Bond. But, I mean, dude, I got to be honest with you. I love jamming Power Age in my car. And, you know, you kind of brought that up today. It's just got that that vibe, man, that you just like. I don't know. Oh, dude, what I like about old school ACDC with Bond, I, I feel like every single song from that era, you could be in a bar and like every, if like, if any song, whether it's from Power Age, from fucking, you know, Let There Be Rock, from Highway to any, any song comes on, like, you're going to be bouncing your head to it. Like, right? Just girls got, got rhythm. Girls got rhythm. Or, you know, um, a 50 cent millionaire. Rock and roll welfare. Every song, you're just like, it's got that. I don't want to say like it's a party four vibe, feet. but it kind of is a party vibe. Like like you said, at a bar, you could just see yourself. Well, that's what I'm saying. The old ACDC, everything was that 4-4 four, four beat, and it just had your toe tapping that backbeat boogie. You know, but here's the thing. Highway to Hell was the first down with Mutt. You know, Mutt did Highway to Hell, and then Def Leppard heard that record, and they called Mutt up, and the rest is history. That's how they got Mutt. So don't get me wrong. Highway to Hell is an amazing record. But something about Power Age, it just... Power Age was the record to me where ACDC was maturing into being what they were going to become. And Power Age is like that transitional record. But I think it's just better than Highway to Hell because it just captures that little bit more... You know, that I want to... Can I use a term? Raw. What's that? It's more raw. Yeah, it, I just said it's the rawness. Okay. It's definitely more raw. And, and it's like, dude, some of the classics. Sin City, uh, Give Me a Bullet. Rock and Roll Damnation and Down Payment Blues, Gone Shooting. There's not a bad, bad song on Power Age. So 40th anniversary of Power Age. If you have not listened to this record, check it out. I mean, I know a lot of diehard ACDC fans actually say it's their favorite ACDC record. So the casual fan probably doesn't recognize it. But if you are that casual fan that hasn't listened to Power Age the way you should, it's time, fellas. 44th anniversary came out. May, uh, May 6, 1978. May 5th, actually. May, May 5th. Oh, okay. It was yesterday. Whatever. Okay. Power Age. Check it out. Just wanted to drop a little, you know, props on that record. And that's not our pick of the week. So let's just get into our picks of the week. What do you think, Jay? Absolutely. Let's do it. Who's going first? Uh, how about I go first? Let's do you it. Know, Mix it up a little bit. Let's switch it up. Let's switch it up. So, you know, I, once again, I was going to – I was going to go with a Judas Priest record, but – that would be just too much old hat because I've done that a lot in the show. Yeah. So I wanted to try something new. And my pick of the week comes from actually one of my favorite bands. I love this freaking band more and more every day. Like, I, I don't even know how much to explain how much I love them. But And that band is Hailstorm. They just put out a brand new album. actually came out yesterday, May 5th. And it's called Back from the Dead. I had already heard a few tracks from the record. Uh, the first one being The Steeple. Dude, I got to be honest with you. There's 11 tracks on this record. There's zero filler. It is phenomenal, dude. It might be... I, I know it's it's sacrilege because Hailstorm has a ton of great records, but this might be their best. They might have topped their best record. And I, I'm telling you, dude, absolute supreme songwriting. Lizzie Hale, obviously, is always at her top form. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, I think she's probably top 10 vocalist of all time. That's I know, I know that's probably crazy to say. Her voice is, I don't Not know what it voice. is about her voice, but 
whatever she does when she sings is magical. And, you know, there's a little bit of everything. I mean, there's a couple of, you know, real heavy tracks on this record, but I wouldn't say it's their heaviest, you know, by far. I would say it's probably their most diverse. Uh, I mean, Back from the Dead, that's, you know, the title track. That That's pretty heavy. One of my favorite tracks is Wicked Ways, and that's, I wanted to share it, but the way that it sounds, we're trying to figure out some, you know, how to how to share this music and have it sound better. It doesn't sound right when we do it, so I'm not going to share the track. But the best song of the record, and, and I know a lot. It's easy to say a lot of times with the ballad that it's the best track on the record, but in this case, it actually is. And the ballad, the, the song is called "Terrible Things." Um. I'm, I'm pulling up the lyrics here from this this song. It, I, I don't know how to explain a song for me, but when I when I listen to like a ballad, it's obviously not always just the uh, the music. It's not always you know the way that it's portrayed, but the actual lyrics. And there's a lot of um, you see a lot of mental health addiction struggle type lyrics in this album like it's very dark uh, and you can tell it's coming from a place of you know uh a personal space uh, from the band I, I don't know if it's you know per lizzie per se but as the entire band there's you know they what they put out on the music is basically coming from the heart like stuff that they've dealt with um i'm trying to look it up while I'm doing that, why don't you tell me your thought? I don't know if you heard, had a chance to. Yeah, I actually, the, the track you like, like, I'm loving it. What was that? Terrible Things, right? Terrible Things. Yeah, yeah I was listening to it today. It is a tremendous track. It, 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 the, the lyrics remind me, it, it, the, the lyrics remind me of like somebody that's like contemplating suicide. It, it's definitely very introspective. Here, I, I pulled them yeah, up. Yeah, I got it. I got it. So. We are human, we are violent, we learn our lessons, then defy them. We are heartless and immoral, we carry hatred like a Bible. And there's a hole in my life, there's a blackness inside that's eating me alive, leaving me to decide, do I live with this pain? As the rain starts to fall from my eyes, asking myself why, I see terrible things. I see a sickness in a world on its knees. I will take what you love like a thief. But in my dreams, I believe we're not these terrible things. We're not these terrible things. So when you get to the chorus, it, it's hopeful. Right. Very dark in the verses. But when you get to the lyrics, I, I believe we're not these terrible things. It, it's a very beautiful song. Very introspective. I agree. I like it a lot. Excellent track. Yeah, dude. I, like I said, I, I I mean, obviously, I've only heard it a couple times now because it just came out yesterday. But I, I had already heard, as I said, I think they had released two tracks before the actual album. But every track on the record is great. Uh, if you're not a fan of Hailstorm, Please, I highly recommend them. I know Aaron's a fan. Um, they have a lot of ton of great material. So that's my pick of the week. Hailstorm Back from the Dead. Check it out. Great pick. My pick is another brand new record. Actually came out today. It's an EP. It's by the Black Crows. And it's only available on Amazon. It's an Amazon original. So it's only available on Amazon for streaming. Um, it's called 1972. So it's a the Black Crows new EP released today. May 6, 2022. It's called 1972. What does the title mean? Again, it's a covers EP. All the tracks 
are from 1972. And if you if you listen to the Black Crows, you definitely know um, that their love of old school soulful blues and rock of the 60s and 70s is what they're all about, that define their sound. Um, the EP, it features tracks from the Rolling Stones, Rocks Off, uh, David Bowie's Iggy Stardust stuff. It's got some T-Rex on it. It's got The Temptations. Papa was a Rolling Stone. It's awesome. I was listening to it today. Uh, again, the Black Crows, 1972. Um, it's awesome, bro. If you if you if you're into the if it dude, it definitely harkens back to their roots. It's got that you know shake shake your money maker sound. Uh, it's all the stuff that they were influenced by. My personal favorite track is the Stones rocks off from Exile on Main Street, which is the first track on the EP. So again, my pick of the week, the Black Crows, 1972, available only on Amazon. Check it out. That's my pick of the week, Jay. Awesome. I mean, Thank I. You, I actually like the Black Crows. I know it's not my style, but I, I thoroughly enjoy Black Crows, especially if I want to just chill and relax. It's great, you know. Obviously, you talked about their their influences, and uh, I'm definitely uh, be checking that out. Awesome, brother. Anyway, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, before we let you go, we want to remind you. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, La Terrain Watches. Once again, you're going to go to LaTerrain.com. That's www.la-t-o-u-r-a-i-n-e.com. You're going to use our promo code SNM. That's the letters SNM as in sports and metal. And you're going to save 10% off your purchase at checkout. So don't forget to check them out. Once again, we want to thank everybody for checking out the show. Make sure you visit our website, www.sportsandmetal.com. Check out check, Aaron's blog. Check Aaron out our Williams. blog. I have a new blog post I just put on there about the state of Major League Baseball, analytics, this and that. I'll let you read it. I won't get too much into it. It's a must read. Um, also, check out all our socials at Sports and Metal, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, your mother's ass. Check us out. Don't forget, tune in next week. Sports and Metal. Rock on. Peace out. And that's our show. Tune in next time for more sports and metal. With Jason Voorhees and Aaron Savage. Whoa, yeah. Got something to say? Hit us up at sportsandmetal0423 at yahoo.com or on Twitter at sportsandmetal.